I'm going to say something that is probably really bad to say, considering I'm a business coach and I, and I'm, and I teach people, you know, with courses and things every day, but we have an epidemic of people just wanting to learn more and not actually do things. There has to be this act of doing. And what we think is if I learn all the things, the doing will be easier. And that's never the way it goes. Welcome to the Think Media Podcast. My name is Heather Torres, the host of this show, and we are here to help you build your influence on YouTube and then turn that influence into a high impact and a high profit online business. And today you are in for a treat. We have none other than my friend Jennifer Allwood. Jen's going to be walking through so much about how to build your impact and your income with your online business, especially in the world that we're in right now. There's no better time to be making income online. But first, if you're new to this show, we want to welcome you and say thank you for being a part of what we're doing here at Think Media. If you've not yet watched our free YouTube class, that would be your next step after today's episode. You can go to thinkmasterclass.com because this episode is brought to you by our free YouTube class. This is where you can learn some of the success secrets to YouTube, how to get started and how to scale your YouTube channel, and some of the mistakes that YouTubers are making right now that are hindering their growth. We want to make sure you've got all that information and make sure you take our free class at thinkmasterclass.com. All right. Well, today we are going into how to create multiple streams of income or how to make extra cash on the side with your full time job. If you are someone who has been trying to figure out how to crack the code, like how do I actually get started? What are some ways that people are making money online and how can I do it too? Jennifer Allwood is your girl. She's a Midwestern entrepreneur. She's a podcaster, author, speaker, and Jennifer teaches women how to build their businesses online. And that's key for this episode because her past is an offline business that she was able to bring online. Jennifer helps create business owners reaching six figures, seven figures, and beyond. And she's grown her platform on social media with over a half a million followers. So lean into today's episode and let's get started. Well, Jen, I'm excited to finally have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for making time for us here at Think Media. Heather, I will always make time for you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. Well, you know, Think Media, I love to bring experts to you that have a wealth of knowledge and a depth in one area. And today we're going to be talking about multiple streams of income. I've brought my friend, Jen, um, who I've actually seen her business grow over the past several years mm -hmm. from helping uh, mostly women in yeah. this area. And Jen, I'm excited to really break this down for our community because as content creators, we want to be creating these multiple streams of income. Mm -hmm. and, and it's important that especially content creators and people that are starting their YouTube channels, that they're putting on those business hats, right? And that they're understanding that there is a world of income available to them in the mm -hmm. online space specifically. And that's what you teach. But yes. I'd love to take it back to the beginning. How did you even get started in building online specific income streams in your life? Sure. So I actually, and by the way, thank you again, Heather, so much for having me and trusting me with your audience. I'm excited to be here. So I actually started a business back in the year 2000. My degree is in computer-based information systems, which was totally a lame selection. I will just say that of degrees only because not because it's not a good um, thing to choose, but I hate computers. But in my head, I was like, I want to pick something that I make a lot of money at, not because um, I had 
you know, this greedy heart, but because I know that if I make more, I can impact more. If I make more, I can give more, you know, I can hire more people, all the things I innately knew that. So I picked computers back in the year um, 2000 when I was finishing my degree as a grown up. And right after that, started a decorative painting company in Kansas City, which you're way too young to know what faux finishing and decorative painting is. But um, we were on like the Extreme Home Makeover show with Ty Pennington. Do you remember that show, Heather, the Move the Bus show? Obsessed with okay, Ty Pennington right. back right. in the day. Yes. yes. Done that three times, been in countless magazines, flown to Belize with my husband to look at a painting project there. My painting business was phenomenal, but we had gotten to a point where I knew I was capped on how much revenue I could make. And I can remember having a service-based company locally in Kansas City where we live, me looking at my checkbook going, I'm working way too stinking hard. Like there should be more money there. And again, not from a place of greed, just from a like, Lord, why is everything feeling off balance? And so it was in the year 2017, I was at a job site. I had eight women out painting for me. You know, everything looked like we were on top of the world where I thought to myself, there just, there has to be a better way. And in my head, the only thing I could think of is how can I teach people how to do online what I'm doing locally? And so I didn't really know what I was doing, Heather. Um, and you know, a lot of entrepreneurs, they, they delay because they don't know what they're doing. Uh, but a lot of times when I don't know what to do, I kind of tend to run in there anyway, because I'm like, you know what, what do I have to lose? No, I don't know what I do, but I bet that I'll figure some things out as I go. So I started with some like DIY painting videos and I was not on YouTube, by the way, I was doing horrible videos with my 12 year old son, Noah, videotaping me on a client's driveway, painting their garage doors. It was the worst awfulest video of all time. We made like $10,000 in this video in a nanosecond. And I was like, wait a second. And we made a hundred grand on really bad DIY videos back in 2017 in the first 14 months. And that's when I was hooked to the online space. And it occurred to me, okay, people buy a DIY video. What else will they buy from me? So then I did a webinar and that was when a lot of people were doing free webinars. And I was like, yeah, I don't really want to do free. I give away free stuff all the time. I give away free advice. I give free away stuff on social media. I have opt-ins like, I don't want to do free. So I did, you know, a $47 webinar made 40 grand, you know, for one night's work. And I was like, okay, this is amazing. What else could I do? So then I released a course, um, which I still have that we released twice a year, then a paid membership. That is what Forbes has done an article on me about it. Um, uh, hit a million dollar a year revenue stream for me four years ago for a $47 a month membership. So um, I pivoted out of the service-based painting industry, out of that creative business that I loved into coaching and teaching other people how to use social media to make money in the online space. And as you've alluded to, there's just so many different ways of making money online. So I like to teach about my favorite eight. And so we closed down the painting company in the year 2017. And here we are. Okay. A few different takeaways, Think Media, uh, that I want you to write down right now, because this is a conversation you need to be leaning into because Jen's going to bring some fire when it comes to the exact revenue streams you should be doing. But here's a couple things you said, Jen. You didn't overthink it. And man, isn't that just something that we tend to do way too often? Like, yes. should I do this or should I do that? Should I do this? Should I do that? And then you wait a year and you haven't done yeah. anything yet. Well, it's, but here's why people do it, Heather, because I think that um, it's important to recognize that we do it, but then we got to figure out, well, why do I do do it? And the reason we do do it is because we're afraid of if I pick this and I'm wrong, that's going to hurt and be painful and costly. If I pick this and I'm wrong, well, that could be painful and hurtful and costly. And a lot of times what I've noticed also 
is that women who have gone through a lot of traumatic experiences in their life will think to themselves, okay, I'll do anything to avoid more pain. So I will innately just kind of stay with, you know, what I'm doing as a way to self-protect rather than pick either. And we'll try to hedge our bets and think, okay, if I can think of every single thing that could possibly go wrong or right with a course, okay, and then let me think of every single thing that could possibly go wrong or right with, you know, a membership. And then like, let me weigh it out and let me do a, you know, pros and cons list. And then if I have all of the information, I'll be able to pick the right thing that won't fail. And the truth is there's just no, like, there's no litmus test for that. There literally is no guarantee. There is no way of knowing. And we think if I just learn a little more, if I just learn a little more, um, I'm going to say something that is probably really bad to say, considering I'm a business coach and I, and I'm, and I teach people, you know, with courses and things every day, but we have an epidemic of people just wanting to learn more mm-hmm. and not actually do things. Mm. And, um, and you know that I love Jesus, um, you know, and so the Bible even talks about like faith without works is dead. Like there's gotta be a doing when we get to heaven, we want to hear well done, good and faithful servant, not like well intentions on that mm-hmm. thing. You know what I'm saying? And so there has to be this act of doing. And what we think is if I learn all the things, the doing will be easier. And that's never the way it goes. Every time we launch something and we've been launching courses, Heather, and, you know, we have a million dollar course launch every year. We have a million dollar membership, um, you know, every year. So, so we've got, I mean, we've been doing this for a hot minute. There's still things that go sideways, things that we learn, things that we wish we had figured out beforehand, things there was no way of seeing. And so I think people think if I just figure out all the things first, I'll get it all right. And that's literally not true. You know, when I think about you and I both have a lot of kids, how many kids do we have between the two of us? We have a whole gang. I, yeah, we, I mean, we definitely. Definitely got like a football team because you four. got four and I have three. So we okay. are we are basketball. Oh, you know what? Right? I was yeah. thinking you had four. Maybe you'll have another. <laughs> Come on, Jen, Jen, Jen. I'm here for it. I've got the baby <laughs> fever. So, um, so you know, the thing is, like when when we had children, there was no part of me that ever looked at my son. Though it was like I cannot believe he does not know how to walk when he's trying to learn how to walk. Like I can't believe he doesn't just know how to do this and doesn't fall down the first time he does it. Like the mm-hmm. way that you learn is to like stumble, kind of muddle your way through things. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, this isn't bad, you know, and then you've got it. The same thing is happens in business. We expect so much out of ourselves. Like mm-hmm. I should know how to launch this thing. I should know how to do all the videos I should know. But the way that you literally learn so often is by going through it. And I know you've got a lot of creative brains here. Same total mm-hmm. creative background, very chaotic, creative, also menopausal mind. Let me just say that. So there's a lot of chaos in here. And so literally I have to actually do in order to learn. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of creative people are wired in that same way, but they think if I just know more before I try it, I'll do better. And you're actually going to do so much better to just try it and learn as you go. That was a lot Mm -hmm. of words, man. That was a lot of words. That was, that was so incredible. And, you know, you touched on uh, uh, the part that, man, I just wish there was more freedom for people because we go into things thinking, what if this fails? Like we've been programmed to just always think, well, what if this fails? And I want to shift that mindset, especially for you, Think Media. What if this succeeds? Like what are the possibilities on the other side of just taking yeah. massive imperfect action. And that's the second thing I want to touch on that you said is that you didn't, it was not perfect. It was like (laughs) jankity videos, no microphone, like no lighting, no professional. This is not the cute studio uh, space that you have at this very moment. 
It would, and your 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 child was filming you. And can you I can I give you just a few more like details about that video because it was so bad, Heather. So I live in Kansas City. Do you guys have cicadas where you live? Anybody that's from the Midwest will know what a cicada is. Oh, are those those buzzy things? Yes, and the, yeah. and they scream in the summer. Okay, so it was in the summer. We were getting ready to take our family vacation, and so I thought to myself, I'm really pale. We, we are pale people in my family. Let me go get a spray tan. The day that I decide my 12-year-old Noah was going to film a video for me. So I just want you to imagine. I, I'm painting garage doors to look like wood. There was there was no this. It was a camera on a very bad tripod that I probably, you know, got at Target or something. And, and my 12-year-old's, you know, filming me on the camera. The cicadas are screaming because the house was a new construction right next to a field. It's the middle of summer in Kansas City. So that we've got all this background noise. And I am orange. From a spray tan. I mean, just orange from the spray tan. So I'm orange. There's bad noise. It's 10 minutes long. I kid you not 10 minutes long. And we made $10,000 on that video because what was important, you know, the aesthetics came later. We figured mm -hmm. out later how to get things to be better. But what, mm -hmm. was, what was important in the beginning was getting it out there. And it, there was meat and potatoes in that content. I mean, I could, set, I could teach a lot in 10 minutes. And so people kept coming back for more, not because I had it all fancy in the beginning, because they were actually getting something out of it. And then later we're like, okay, we really got to up our game a little bit. Um, but, you know, and so when we knew better, we did better. But in the beginning, yeah. I just needed to get it out the door. And, you know, I heard on a podcast one time, I don't know who to credit this line to, but she said, you've got to get so okay with doing B minus work. Mm -hmm. We think we've got to put out A plus work all the time. And you've got to be okay with getting B minus work out the door just to get it out the door. Because there's something that happens, Heather, when you start, when you start the ball rolling, when you actually get a little bit of momentum and you actually figure a few things out, you walk a little different, you act a little different because it's in that not knowing and that spiraling in the beginning of, well, I want to do a video, but I don't know how to do the video. And if I only knew how to do the video, then I could launch the video. That will lead you to like so much of an unsettled place internally mm -hmm. that if you'll just start and be okay with it not being perfect, you would be amazed, A, the results that you can help other people get, mm -hmm. B, how you will actually possibly enjoy the process, you know, even if it's not perfect. And C, it can really lead you to like having all these aha moments of, mm -hmm. well, maybe I don't want to do videos anyway. Maybe I'd really rather just do a course and do it live. I mean, I mean, mm -hmm. it's interesting that as you're doing the work and getting it out there, you will figure out what you like, what you don't like, um, what's good enough, what, what do you no longer have to worry about, but you have to actually start. Mm, man, I hope you are getting value out of this already because I already am. I'm taking notes as we're doing this, Jen. And mm -hmm. I want to pivot a little bit because I mean, mm -hmm. there's, there's no avoiding where we are heading in terms of financially inside mm -hmm. of this country and really the yeah. world. And, and I also say that with the expectation of the amount of possibilities that we are heading into, 100%. Um, into this world, and especially in the online space, which is where you are, are truly an expert at Jen. And so I want to, I want to mm -hmm. really talk around you know, how would someone even get started? Let's say they've started their YouTube channel already. Mm -hmm. They're making some videos. Yep. They're in, they, they know what niche they're in, right? They know who they're serving. They know, mm -hmm. they know, um, you know, the types of free videos that they want to be making. How yep. does someone then pivot into 
starting to make money with this beyond just AdSense and affiliate marketing? What are just yeah. some of the things that you teach your community of getting started with this online space that really allows for freedom to happen that we'll talk about in just a little yeah. bit? Yeah. So I do teach on eight different ways of making money. And like you said, affiliate income is one. Sponsored content is one. Um, courses is so good for people that like a short burst of things and they don't want to have um, commitment <laughs> for a long period of time. With a membership group, a paid membership group, which I have, there is a commitment. I've had my membership group for six and a half years. And if you're not someone who likes that sort of stability and, you know, expectations of you every single week, I wouldn't suggest that, but there's also consulting. Mm -hmm. So I think it's number one, figuring out what is a good fit for you. What is also the lowest hanging fruit that would be a good fit for you? Because mm -hmm. what you need in the beginning is you need a win. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. you just need a win. And it's scary when you go from free to now I'm going to charge. And um, there's a couple different things. So I have a book called Fear is Not the Boss of You. If you happen to have read it, you'll remember this story. When I first decided to start charging people in the online space, I told a friend of mine and she was like, well, is anybody going to buy from you? Because haven't you been giving them free information this whole time? And I was like, oh my gosh, she's right. I mean, I'm such an idiot. This is stupid. I'm stupid. The whole thing's stupid. You know, maybe I should just pause. Forgetting that A, she's not online at all. B, she has no idea about what's possible in the online space, at least back then. C, there are certain people that you can't tell your dreams to because they're dream crushers, simply because they're stuck. They don't know what options they have. They think they're trying to protect you. There's a whole lot there. So anyway, in the beginning, I was like, will anybody actually buy this? I don't know. I have been giving stuff away for so long. But what people actually will pay you for is they will pay you for having something organized. Because the truth is, a lot of the things that I teach, like in my courses, you could find everywhere on the internet, Heather, you could find Jen did a podcast on that once. This was in her book. This is in, you know, on YouTube over here. She did a Instagram reel over here and you could kind of put it together, but people will pay for things to be in a chronological order for it to be organized well, for there to be a leader, for them to have access to you, et cetera. So figure out the vehicle that you want to put the paid thing in. Is it going to be a course, a group, all the things, you know, that I have a quiz for your audience that I can tell them about whenever you want me to but that will be helpful. And then the truth is, is you've got to get okay with actually charging money for something. Mm. And, you know, uh, there's a lot of scriptures that will defend that. Like a man is worth his wages and a man that does not take care of his family is worse than a heathen. And so, um, and that can be man or woman, by the way. And so, you know, we all have families to feed or ourselves to feed. It is a mindset shift that has to happen to go from free to paid. And the truth of the matter is, if you don't get okay with like, I'm going to actually charge for this, I may not know all the things, but I know a few things. And I know a few things more than the people who are coming up behind me. And it's worth them paying me for those things, by mm -hmm. the way. And so if you don't get really comfortable with that, your audience can smell it a mile away. They mm -hmm. literally can. And so you've got to be okay going, you know what? I've given you guys so much value. If you love this, listen to this course that I'm launching on Monday, or I would love to invite you into my paid group, or I would love to get you signed up for a one-on-one -on -one consultation with me. Here's my Candly link where you can go sign up. But you've got to get okay with actually charging before your audience is ever going to be okay with it. Wow. So many golden nuggets there. And I want to let you guys know the uh, Think Media community that uh, we actually partnered with a course creating company and I did an entire series of how to launch your course in a weekend. So it, it's on online and it, but here's the thing. 
It is nowhere near in depth of what Jen teaches. So if you just want the beginnings of like how to name your course and, mm -hmm. and you know, where to host your course, I can help you with that. Jen goes so deep in being able to tell you the exact step-by-step -step process of what mm -hmm. she's done and, and other and seven other ways, right. Of how to yeah. actually be creating it. Jen, I'd love for you to tell yeah. the community now uh, about this personality test because with eight different mm -hmm. ways. So first off, I, I had two emotions with that. I was like, eight ways? Yes. And then I was like, eight ways? Oh gosh, which one do I choose? So yeah. how do they choose and what does that look okay. like? Well, so you choose based on, and and it is, it's a really, it's at jenniferallwood.com slash quiz, um, just my name slash quiz. It's super easy. And if you have time to be on Facebook and take one of those, which Disney princess am I most like quizzes, then you definitely have time to go take this one. It's fast. And it's going to ask you questions like, are you good at taking photos or not? Are you good at writing or are you good at speaking? Mm -hmm. um, do you like commitment or do you like to fly by the seat of your pants? Are you an introvert or an extrovert? Like all of those things kind of go into what would be the best thing for you to launch first. Because if you're someone that needs a, a, an influx of cash really fast, let's just say that, and you want to be kind of one and done and you don't love commitment, then do a course. Mm -hmm. If you're like, no, I really need the steady reliability of knowing how much money my company is going to bring in every single month so I don't have to worry about it, then I would shift you to a membership. Like there's so many things like that. I'll have people come to me and they're like, I think I should start a blog. And I'm like, why? Well, I heard you can make a lot of money with a blog. Okay. I beg to differ. And I, I, I hate to like discourage people, but if, if you need cash, I would never suggest you start with a blog today. Why? Because in order to make money off a blog, you have to have traffic. And mm -hmm. if you haven't started your social medias and you haven't started your blog, where are you going to get the traffic from? People don't magically find you. So like, there's a lot of questions like that, that will lead you in to um, with, what is your lowest hanging fruit? What could you launch the quickest based on with what your personality is and what you already have and start there? It's just a good place to start. What people do, Heather, is they, um, <laughs> I would say these words all the time. You can tell my age. They fiddle fart around, they dick jack around and they're like, I don't know, should I do this or this? And then six months go by. I'm thinking this, but I don't know, maybe that. And then another year goes by. And then we've missed the window. I mm -hmm. literally did a podcast episode one time called don't miss the window because I felt like so impressed upon me by the Lord. Like there is an open heaven over online businesses right now. And, and so if you will just get in the game, like people are staring at their phones more than ever. The pandemic was, you know, so horrible in so many ways. And, you know, was awful for a lot of small business owners with um, brick and mortars, but it was fabulous for people who are in the online space, mm -hmm. selling education, selling entertainment, selling art classes, selling whatever. It was so good for people that had a way of making money in the online space. And so, you know, based on where our economy currently is, you kind of, you know, said something about that, like get in the game today. Mm -hmm. One. And there's, you know, there's very few things on the side of heaven that are permanent decisions. Deciding that you're going to launch a course is not one of them. So you launch the course, you hate it. You're like, I'm a knucklehead. Jen was an idiot for telling me this. You know, I hated every second of that. That's okay. Now you know what you don't want to do again, but at least now you've tried that thing and it will lead you to the thing that you actually should be doing. Yes, yes, yes. I, oh man, I'm fired up. I'm going to say that after every time someone's going to comment in the comments, actually, they're gonna be like, does Heather only say she's fired up? Yes, I do. Because I get so passionate, especially around powerful women who are speaking truth and light. And you know, one of the reasons, Jen, that you teach eight different ways mm -hmm. is because you should have some diversification. I know that there, there's definitely uh, two camps, right? There's the like, go all in on one thing, put all your eggs in one basket. I am not of that camp. I am mm -hmm. of the camp of building multiple streams. Yeah. And actually at Think Media, we did a podcast 
of 21 revenue streams that we're a part of that are Amazing. diversifying our entire income Amazing. into uh -huh. the, uh, the overall business that we've yeah. built. Because if, if one, like if it's a, if it's three legs on a stool mm -hmm. and one leg goes out, you could tip, you could tipple yeah. topple over. And especially as we learned a few years ago, it could all be taken away like that. Your mm -hmm. actual income could be taken away. So yes. can you talk to our audience a little bit about yes, why they should be diversifying and building eight plus different revenue streams in their business yes. and life actually? Okay. So number one, it's biblical. So um, in the Bible, Ecclesiastes 11, two talks about seven, yes, even eight ways of bringing money into the storehouse. So it's biblical. Number two, it's Googleable. So if you Google, like how many, if it's not biblical, it's Googleable. I, I love mean, that. Google and the Bible meet up. I'm like, Hallelujah. so, you know, if you go to Google and say, how many revenue streams does the average millionaire have? It's I think seven. Um, and so, and we have eight and I teach eight. Okay. So here's what happens though. Sometimes Heather is people will be like, I got to get all eight at once. No, actually go here, get good at this one. And then when you get good at that one, you figure it out and you're making enough money that you have people to help you. You have the time, the capacity, then you add the next one, then you add the next one, then you add the next one. And so um, I had my Facebook page shut down a few years ago. I don't think I knew you then, did I? Mm -mm, mm -mm. Oh man, did I have to learn a hard lesson that week? So I'm literally just, um, it was back when I still had a painting company. So it would have been at least five years ago. And one of my friends is like, why can't I find your Facebook page? And I'm like, I don't know. Now I have a really, you know, substantial sized Facebook page. I have 370,000 followers on Facebook. I've been verified for years. And so when my Facebook page went sideways, I'm like, this is going to be a problem. Mm -hmm. I don't know what I did wrong. Still, I'm not certain what I did wrong. But basically, just three days later, it magically reappeared. Okay, so that was fabulous. But what those three days taught me is, Jennifer, don't ever put all of your eggs in any one basket, not one social media, and not one way of making money. So that's when I really started realizing, okay, the power of a strong email list, the power of two social media, so that if one goes sideways, and you make a oops here, that you have another one to fall back on. Um, the same thing happens, though, with revenue streams. So mm -hmm. I know so many people who have gone all in with, you know, affiliate marketing or network marketing with a particular company, that company folds, that company goes sideways, and then they're left with no business at all. They're left mm -hmm. with no revenue overnight, and then you're in trouble. And so I'm not anti-affiliate marketing. I do affiliate marketing. I'm not anti-network marketing. I've done that before. I am anti like putting all of your eggs in one basket because I think one of the things is freedom is super important to me and um, for a lot of reasons. And so financial freedom is part of that. And I think it's wisdom that whatever God has given you to steward on this side of heaven, that you protect it almost and insulate it almost with other revenue streams. So, you know, the other thing, Heather, is like I'm getting a little older. I'm much, much older than you, honey. So I just turned 51 last week. And as a woman who's getting older, I don't want to have to be doing things because I have to be doing things in another 15, 20 years. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I've got to put some revenue streams in place now that are not dependent on Jennifer being forward facing. Um, they're not dependent on, you know, my team having to have me to show up in order for those to happen. So we've got like, I own a VA service, for instance, mm -hmm. and I have talked about that. Um, those sorts of things. It's another revenue stream that's not completely dependent upon me that would also be very sellable down the road. And so it's wisdom just to have money coming in in more than one way just like it is to like invest your money, you know, in more than one way, some in real estate, some in the stock market, some in the bank, you know, it's just, it's wisdom. And, um, and so start with what's going to be the lowest hanging fruit where you're going to get some results. And then as you figure things out, start adding other revenue streams on top of that. So. Yeah. And you touched on it a little bit there. And I want to go just a little bit deeper because for me, this was 
this was why I started building the way I built, meaning the reason I went the online space versus like, should we, should I do brick and mortar? Should I do, you know, should I um, have a, a business that requires me to actually be somewhere? Mm-hmm. I saw the vision of what the online space could do. And I'm just yes. incredibly grateful for that. I know that that's when you made that pivot from your painting mm-hmm. company where you had to physically be there in Kansas city mm-hmm. and actually do client after client after yes. client um, shifting into that online space. I just want people to understand when we say free we're not talking like we're riding in private jets and sipping lattes. Like it's freedom Mm -hmm. because of things that have happened in your life where luckily, because you had those residual income streams, Mm -hmm. you've been able to consistently have revenue in your business and into your family while those things are happening. Would you mind sharing just maybe? I would would love to. Because Um, I think this is a big piece for people of even understanding why shifting online is so critical, especially in what's to come in the future. So one of the things that I realized when back when I um, was operating my painting company is number one, I told you, like, I knew I had capped our income. And by the way, it was several, it was multi six figures a year with me working outside of the home, like 10 to 15 hours a week, because I had a team of women that worked for me. So it probably looked ludicrous to the world for me to shut that down. Um, And I did the coaching in that for a while, but it eventually became so obvious to me that there is so much more opportunity for growth over here than what there is over here. What um, some a couple of little things happened. Number one, it became obvious to me. Okay, wait a second. I got called for jury duty while I have to go to jury duty. Oh my gosh, how am I going to make money? Like, you know, in the painting company, because I'm like, if I can't physically be there, I, or have the girls there working, then we're not making money, you know, and then I've got aging parents. Okay. What if I need to stay home with aging parents? Like, how are we going to make money if I'm not physically working? And as a creative, you know, a creator maker that had to work with my hands or have other women doing it for me, like I had to almost be present Um, in order for that to keep going. So it became obvious to me, like, that is not what I want to do long term, I don't want to be tied down to not being able to travel, I don't want to have set hours a day, you know, I think that there's something interesting, Heather, about people that are really wired for entrepreneurship. A lot of us, we just don't like, like, the norms or rules. It's like, it's like that movie Divergent. Do you remember that? I love that movie so much. We just watched it again when we were, um, we have a second home in Florida. So we were at our second home in Florida this week and the kids and I were watching. It's like, we don't fit into a box. Yeah. And so if, you know, if you really want to have freedom, you're going to have to position your business in the freest place on the planet, which is going to be in the online space. And even if you're like, oh, but I don't like social media. Oh, but I don't like whatever. Well, you're going to have to figure out which would you rather have? Because Mm -hmm. if you really want the freedom that being an entrepreneur in the online space can provide for you both financially and in your time, um, then you're going to have to just decide, well, how can you then build something in the online space and either get help for it or what have you? But I knew that we wanted to travel. I knew that we wanted to do things like adopt a child, which by the way, is not free. Mm -hmm. Um, I knew that we wanted to be able to have the option for our children to go to different schools if we wanted to. All of that was going to require funds. We wanted to be able to support ministries that we love, et cetera. And so, you know, I think you get to a point where you're like, am I super just uncomfortable with where I currently am? Because sometimes you get to a point of just, you're so uncomfortable that then you're willing to make this shift. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't there. I was more in the point that I was like, ah, this is really beginning to be a drag over here. And I just see incredible opportunity over here in the online space. So again, that was back in 2017. What I've noticed that people though are doing today is this is how they protect themselves from doing big, hard and scary things. 
Oh, the market's saturated. There's so many people already doing it. What could I add new to the conversation, et cetera, et cetera. And, and I'm just, I'm going to tell you because I love you. It's such a lie from the pit of hell because that is how it's easier to say the market is saturated than to go in and try to launch a course or offer consulting or get paid to do social media, you know, have ads on your website, whatever. That all feels super vulnerable. And so, you know, doing something you've never done will always require a level of vulnerability that you probably don't want to volunteer for. But the truth of the matter is you're going to have to. And on the other side of being vulnerable is the opportunity to take your business to whatever level that you want for it to. We went from a $500,000 a year business to a $2 million business in like a 10 day period five years ago. And, and I, and I still like, it changed our whole life. We were Mm -hmm. able then for my husband to quit corporate America. We adopted a little girl. We've, you know, uh, remodeled this home. We bought, another home. We bought a home for his parents. Like when you are willing to be like, okay, I don't know what I'm doing. This feels very awkward. Feels a little bit like I'm standing on the internet naked. We're going to go for it anyway. Like when you're willing to do that, it is amazing. The doors that will open up and the opportunities that you will be able to rise to the occasion for, which can change your whole life and the whole trajectory of your family. And it's never just about us. Can I just say one more thing? You can. There's so many people that are like, oh, I'm so afraid to grow my business. Okay, but what about that girl that's sitting at home right now that she needs a part-time job that you could offer to her if you would just have the guts to start building that business that God has given you the idea for, but you're sucking your thumb in a corner because it's scary. Listen, we're all scared. So get in the game, do it scared, do it with your thumb in your mouth if you need to. There are so many wonderful people like you, Heather, like me, who will will link arms with people and, and you know do the ride with them. But there's just in 2022, you have got to have a way of making money that is not requiring a physical location, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Number two, that's not dependent on um, you getting a check from someone else. That is false security. We think, oh, it's so much safer to work for an organization. No, it's not. I've been laid off. My husband's been laid off. So that is false security. Bet on yourself. Bet on yourself every single day of the week. There is so much opportunity in the online space. There's so much room here. And so whatever gifts that God has given you, figure out how to monetize them, get in the online space, get on social media, start putting things up for sale. Bada boom, bada bing. This conversation has been, again, I'm on fire. I'm so, I hope that you are encouraged Think Media. Um, I want you to take the quiz. If if your next phase, like what should you do next? You should take the quiz to figure out your revenue streams. You should figure out what the next thing you should do. And then I want to make a challenge to you. Get it up, get it going, get it moving and start perfect messy, right? You've got to just start messy and it's never going to look the way you want it to look. It's never going to sound the way you want it to sound. Um, I remember our, when we launched our first course here at Think Media, we we were just talking about it today on a, on an all team meeting. We said, guys, what you see now is not where it started. It was jankity on -hmm. some slide decks. We put it out there and then we revised it and we revised it and we revised it and we added another revenue stream. We added a thing. You've got to just start messy. And so I want to encourage you to take that quiz. I'll link it down below. Any resources that we talked about in this, I'll I'll link Jen's book down below. Make sure you get a copy of that. Such an incredible book. Um, and then I'll link down below the, um, the course walkthrough of how to get your first course started in a weekend, if that's the route for you. But I want you to just take this conversation and run with it. Really figure out how you can break free, how you can get freedom by joining this online space, by joining Mm -hmm. this 
this place where you can find the right people for you. Think media. I know you're creating content on your YouTube channel, but did you know there's an entire world out there beyond YouTube? That's where I want you to go next. So Jen, thank you so much for this fruitful conversation. Thank you for doing the hard work, stepping out of what looked like a very fruitful season into a space where you were able to go even bigger. Um, And I just know that there's going to be so many blessings on you and your business. And I just can't wait to see. I'm so glad we've linked arms and I get to be along the ride uh, to see what you're doing um, over in the Jen Allwood world. So thank you for being a part of Heather. Yes, Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate you. Well, I hope your journal is full after that episode with Jennifer Allwood, and I am so grateful that she brought her knowledge and everything here to the podcast. If you want to go deeper, we'll make sure that all the links and the link to her book are down below in the description box or in the show notes of this episode. Uh, Her book is fabulous, and I highly recommend that you get it, you highlight it, and you give it to a friend as well. Well, every single week, we love to be able to see our community come to life here on the show. And that's through where you rate and review over on Apple Podcasts. We, did you know, have international listeners. And so this week is dedicated to our international friends and family of Think Media. Today's review comes from T-Dog101578. T-Dog says, always on point. Sean and his team at Think Marketing which is Think Media now, uh, are always on point leading the way for creators to stay on top of their game with new tips and strategies to keep crushing it on YouTube and other social media platforms. I like that the Sean-isms of crushing it is on there as well. And your latest episode on tips from the Bible is amazing. Thanks for stepping out and sharing stories from your life and sharing the words on your platform. I too am a Christian and have recently come out of a long on and off struggle with alcohol. You've inspired me to stay the course. Love you all and appreciate the work that you do. Well, T-Dog, we want to just first congratulate you for taking that step to freedom. And we're so grateful that we get to be a part of that journey with you. Stay connected with us here at Think Media and your future will be bright. Well, thank you so much for being a part of what we're doing here on this show. And we'd love for you to rate and review this show and leave a comment down below on YouTube. And if you know someone who needs to be creating multiple streams of income, Maybe it's your sister. Maybe it's your best friend. Maybe it's your friend at work who has that idea but hasn't taken the step to do it. I'm going to encourage you to share this episode with them. This content can change lives and it only happens if you share it out. So thank you so much for doing that for us and we'll catch you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.